0: Welcome to Our House, the only complete on-air resource for your home ownership needs. Now, here's the host of Our House,
1: Peter Hunt. Good morning and welcome to Our House. This is Peter Hunt, and the show is brought to you by the all-new, continuously updated, HuntRealEstate.com, where everything is truly easier for your real estate and home ownership experience. And I've had questions in the past about where people can listen to past shows that we've aired here, and you can do that at HuntRealEstate.com by just going to our blog. All our shows are there. HuntRealEstate.com is powered by Hunt Real Estate ERA here in Buffalo, Niagara, all across upstate and even out to Phoenix, Arizona and Boston, Massachusetts through our links. And the show is also brought to you by Hunt Mortgage, NMLS number 37405. Hunt Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender. Hunt Mortgage today is... uh, You can reach them today at 633-3700 and ask one of our skilled mortgage consultants to work with you to find the lowest rate and closing costs for your particular home financing needs and wants, and that's our guarantee. Also ask about our many exclusive programs, including our pre-purchase commitment that allows you at no cost or risk to effectively enter the market to find your next home with cash. So call Hunt Mortgage today at 633-3700 for personalized, customized service that will knock your socks off and i encourage you to do that because the mortgage the real estate market is extremely competitive today and you want to make sure that you're equipped to buy your next home and in so doing there's a, various ways one way is to co with cash there's an article on the front page of the buffalo news about that today the other way is to get a mortgage and through a mortgage um, if you buy a home and it just says it's subject to you getting a mortgage, that will be a less competitive offer than if you apply that for that mortgage through the pre-purchase commitment process at no risk or cost. You'll actually walk in with your offer with a with a mortgage commitment, which is the equivalent of cash, 633-3700. Don't forget about first ever 24-7-365. Real Estate Hotline, The Hunt Hotline, which gives you access to all available information about any property listed for sale here in Buffalo, Niagara, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany, Utica, Watertown, and even through our links to Phoenix, Arizona, and Boston, Massachusetts. So simply dial 716-631-4800 locally. Enter the street number of the house you want to know about, no matter whose listing it is, and the hotline will prompt you with a choice of street names. Select the one you want, you'll hear a brief description, and then you'll be texted a link to a dedicated website on that property. That's all automatic and just that fast anytime in any market we serve, on any listing, whether it's ours or any other broker's. We have a very special show for you today, but before we get to that, I want to remind you that we are the official real estate and relocation provider for our hometown professional teams, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Sabres, and, and even the Rochester Americans. Go Bills! We've got a big game tomorrow against the uh, LA, and they are also 2 0 It'll be an important game. We are broadcast live here on and 930 AM. If you want to participate in today's show, reach us here in the studio at 803-0930, or 1-800-616-9236 if you're long distance, or star 930 if you're mobile. Those are all free calls, so call us with your questions or comments. We have a very special show for you today. Live, remote, is the mayor of the city of Niagara Falls, Robert Rostino. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Peter. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. You know, a few weeks ago, Mayor, we had the mayor of city of Buffalo on. And we were talking about the, I guess, the impact of this totally unexpected uh, change in all of our lives, which is the COVID-19 pandemic. How has Niagara Falls dealt with everything since, say, the middle of March?
2: Well, uh, like most communities, the uh, shock to the fiscal system has been... Um, something that's been difficult to deal with. Uh, Remember, you know, the city of Niagara Falls, primarily, while we have other industries um, that our economy relies upon, we are primarily uh, an April to October hospitality community. Um, Not to mention the fact that um, the closure of the Canadian border, I always look at that more as a sense of discontinuing commerce and tourism because so many of us uh, the western side of Niagara County, uh, sort of look to uh, the Niagara region in Ontario as just another neighborhood sort of separated by the river and there's that constant uh, traffic back and forth. So those two things combined have really created sort of a, um, a very difficult uh, uh, financial picture for the city. But um, that being said, uh, we had anticipated, started making projections from April forward. And I can tell you that our projections, at least for the months of July, August, and we'll get our September numbers, although they appear to be on um, an uptick. We may have projected, say, for instance, a 30% drop off, and the drop off may have been more like 10 or 12%. So while we're still under the high water mark, uh, it hasn't been as bad in the last couple of months July, August since just around the beginning of July, the 4th of July weekend, uh, forward, um, we've seen an uptick in traffic here, which is always great. You know, it helps the businesses downtown. It, it brings the uh, small businesses, breathes some life back into them.
1: Uh, just take us back in time a little bit, Mayor, in, t- in terms of your own background. How did, you, how did you wind up as mayor of the city of Niagara Falls?
2: Well, I've been practicing uh, law in the community for um, over 35 years, um, I have served for 10 years, nearly 10 years, on the uh, Niagara Falls uh, Board of Education. Uh, the last two years as president of the board, um, I've had a variety of volunteer and um, board memberships throughout uh, the time of my career. Uh, I served for nearly a dozen, a little over a dozen years um, as a member of the unified court system working in the city court here in Niagara Falls. And I, um, my practice is primarily local. Um, I do have, I did have and continue to have clients outside of the area, but primarily, um, what one would call perhaps a small town lawyer, really working with families and small businesses here in the city of Niagara Falls. Um, you know, I've, born and raised here, all of my education in the Western New York area law school, even at the University of Buffalo. So I really haven't left the area for any extended period of time and really watched the city sort of um, wander through some very, um, some difficult times. And then in the most recent future, uh, re- recent past rather, um, some, some problems really getting its focus with regard to what could have been for the city um, a great advantage. And that is, accumulation of revenue from uh, the casino. Now, while I realize that since 2017, I believe the casino, uh, because of the dispute with the state, uh, the Seneca Nation hasn't been making payments. But prior to that, substantial amounts of money uh, that, in my humble opinion, um, were were misspent uh, or mismanaged. Um, And so, while I entered the race in 2019 with an understanding that we had to fix the fiscal problem i had anticipated four years of sort of weaning away from um the misdirection uh, of the last decade and then unfortunately with the pandemic hitting you know the speed with which we have to make those difficult decisions just just got upticked so um i get i come here from uh, a place of genuine concern for the city's uh, fiscal health and um to try and you know put the trajectory on on growth and rebirth back where it should be. Um, I know that Western New York itself is turning around in so many other areas, and the city of Niagara Falls um, just needs to get some clearer direction. Um, Certainly my practice, uh, I I have uh, family members who are taking over some of the practice items, so I'm here not as a career, uh, but more um, for as long as, as I'm asked to stay uh, just to try and see if we can
1: fix some things and make the city better. Well, you said a lot there, Mayor Restaino, and I guess I guess one of the things that uh, always interests me when I speak with people like you, in terms of your current uh, vocation, is is how you look at a situation like the uh, change in population in a city like Niagara Falls, going back, say, to the middle of the last century, where we saw. Population approaching around 100,000, and today we're at 47,600. What what has been influencing that, and and what do you say to people that are are looking to maybe open a business in, in Niagara Falls?
2: I I would think that the single um, largest driver of that, and this is really, um, you know, not not really. Difficult for anyone observing the, the climate from, for, over the period of time that you've described. It's really been a lack of job creation. You know, you if, if we do start um, at a period mid in the last century forward, um, there was substantial job opportunities. And it were, they were job opportunities for those who were skilled or those who were semi-skilled or those who had no skills at all. That, that was the beauty of the market. Um, you could fit in and get a reasonably uh, good-paying job to allow you to purchase a home, uh, start a family, and, and, and become a part of the fabric of the community. Um, when those jobs began to drift away, and, and there's a variety of reasons for them, not the least of which would obviously be the competition between states, relative the tax structure and, and, and all of those things, um, that obviously folks are going to migrate toward where they can, they can have employment opportunities. Um, What we need to do here in the city is we need to be able to pivot away from simply a hospitality industry. While the folks who work in the hospitality industry are hardworking and those are honest, uh, um, uh, wonderful jobs, um, so many of them continue to pay at a level that doesn't allow for that kind of independence. So what we need to do is we need to diversify our uh, job offering economy and, and we're working at that. We um, have had a number of conversations over these months with some um, data system companies. We're trying to take advantage of our, of our strategic position relative not only to Southern Ontario, but also um, if you take a look at where we are relative to major population centers, um, we're trying to see if we can drive that idea into businesses that um, are looking for a place to locate uh, we do have some of the things that many of these high-tech businesses need, and that is climate control. We're much, much cooler here than it is in Texas. It's a, it's a much better environment, and we even have the opportunity to provide uh, uh, power options as well. So we're trying to market ourselves as the, as the most logical choice for these kinds of tech industries that are looking for, uh, looking for space and for, for new locations. Plus, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always telling folks, um, when we're out doing marketing, I'm always telling them, look, you know, where else would you want to be except a place that has international recognition, and that is uh, to say that your address is Niagara Falls, New York.
1: I want to come back to exactly how you're doing that, but you mentioned the word environmental. Um, Niagara Falls isn't known for the best environmental uh, situation, as you know. It's among its most famous uh, attributes, or if you want to call it that, in the last 30 or 40 years has been things like the Love Canal. Um, h- how do you feel the the reputation of Niagara Falls as a place to live uh, has been impacted by a lot of that negative press?
2: Well, there's no question that the local media uh, pays far more attention to those things and also resurrects them um, in, in what I think is many um, uh, an unfair way uh, to inhibit those who might consider um, our region for a place to, a place to be. Um, you know, it, it, it would be foolish to ignore the fact that the city of Niagara Falls was the victim of some poor judgment and poor planning by those who were doing things in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. No question about it. The city itself isn't the culprit. Again, we're a victim as well. Uh, and so as a consequence, we've done some things to try and make sure that those, with, with the help of the federal and state government, to make sure that those kinds of um, uh, things don't happen again in our area. And as a result, um, what what I would say to people is that, yeah, you know, that's our history and there are things in our history that uh, I suspect that what I could ask is, is there anyone that's walking around that doesn't have something in their history they wish they didn't get a chance to do over again? There's a consequence. Yep, yeah, that's that's in our past, uh, but our future is bright. I think that we have available to anyone um, who's looking for, um, I would call a very valuable spot on the map, uh, the city of Niagara Falls. I would suggest to them is a is a great place to look.
1: You also uh, mentioned uh, the issue of power. How how have how has the city of Niagara Falls, excuse me, been able to capitalize on that massive resource from a power standpoint right at your footstep.
2: We have a number of programs uh, that are offered uh, both by the power authority through the state as well as uh, because of our um, strategic position. Is there more that we can do and more that um, we can press for? Yep. It's never, there's never, you'll, you'll never hear me say that, uh, you know, we're perfect. We've hit <laughs> We've touched all the bases, and there's nothing else for us to do except sit back and, you know, wait for the droves of businesses and people to come. There's more we can do. There's always more. And we're constantly in those kinds of conversations um, with our friends uh, at the state as well as at the Power Authority about how they can better position uh, job growth. I think that what we, what we suggest always in those conversations is that it's not just about the city of Niagara Falls. Job growth in the area helps the Power Authority as well. We are we are always working um, in concert with one another for growth. So, um, yep, there are things, that, there are probably uh, at least a half a dozen other things that I'd like to see us be able to accomplish with our with our Neighbors at the Power Authority, but currently we do have a number of programs that we constantly walk out for our, uh, for interested um, opportunities. Uh, folks are looking for uh, uh, relocation to Niagara Falls. So, uh, we have low, low-cost power programs for them, and we we try to make sure that uh, we get the best package available for them.
1: As you know, the power plant there is the most efficient hydroelectric power plant in the world, and it's 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 amazing to me that our our power rates are not even lower than they are. And I know there's been a lot of discussion of this, and I'm sure you've been involved in all that. But going back to the uh, industrial base and how to diversify, per, perhaps not away from hospitality, but in addition to hospitality, what would you, what, what direction are you headed, and what kind of industrial opportunities do you see for Niagara Falls?
2: Well, obviously, the days of heavy industry, um, not only not only because of environmental issues, and I, and I can tell you, you know, it's interesting. We, we, we talk about our past in terms of in terms of uh, negative issues relative to the environment, but you make a, you make the excellent point that in a in a world where we're talking about renewable energy sources and the opportunity to do things that aren't you know mired in um, in coal and and the oil uh, here in our region, um, you know we've sort of perfected the ideas in terms of hydropower. And how to do it efficiently and effectively so it's sort of you know the other side of that coin that media wants to report um, but in terms of industries uh, you know I, I, I look again I look to the tech companies uh, that are out there I look for things like um, warehousing and another light industry that I think are the are the opportunities of today um, clearly again as I said you know, heavy industrial uh, processing. Um, I think that's a that's a thing of the past for a lot of reasons, not the least of which are environmental, but also I think just as a matter of competition among states. Again, as I indicated earlier, you know the cost of doing business in New York versus other states um, in the country. So, um, as part of what I was suggesting earlier, we are looking. We've had a number of conversations um, with data processing. Uh, uh, companies um, a couple of other uh, technical um, uh, tech industries our entire approach now is to try and capitalize on uh, their need for power their need for and when I say environmental I'm talking about climate and those things that they need because these types of businesses need cool environments and if you can do it uh, uh, as much by nature as by artificial means it lowers their cost of doing business so we can we can provide that to them.
1: How did you feel about um, watching what happened with the uh, proposed Amazon location on Grand Island which would have been uh, offered I think uh, yep. benefits Niagara Falls the city of Niagara Falls itself and how do you think that bodes for our entire community in terms of our being viewed as being receptive to all the industries you just mentioned?
2: Well, that's a good point. I have to tell you, you know, when the conversation started several months ago, um, I was indicating to our employment opportunity folks to, um, you know, get people ready. You know, Grand Island is just a short skip across uh, the North Bridge, and certainly folks in our community uh, could take advantage of what would have been um, some uh, decent-paying jobs. So we were ready to, you know, embrace, uh, Amazon coming to Grand Island. When things began to turn, though, you know, my focus became well, how do we make the right approach to let this corporation know that while they may not plant their flag there, they're certainly welcome here. Um, and so we immediately, working with the County of Niagara, immediately put together a package that we thought that I wanted the package to be as attractive as we could possibly make it, you know, pulling out. You know anything that might be an impediment Um, and so again we made sure that we were in the conversation Um, as I have said over and over again an entity like uh, Amazon they're not going to be forced into anything they're big enough to make the decision on their own so we just want to make sure we're in the conversation I think that many other companies in western New York uh, sort of played the same uh, uh, tune so in terms of helping large corporations or people uh, uh, that are making decisions in in, uh, in companies like Amazon, uh, the idea will be to try to let them know that, you know, one community's decision doesn't necessarily impact an entire region. Uh, there are many places I know uh, in western New York who are interested in trying to be that place uh, for an employer such as Amazon.
1: I ask you that question because, as you know, so many of these decisions are uh, ultimately get tied up in the political environment and i'm sure you were at the table as was uh the invest buffalo niagara and and the county of erie and uh this obviously the town of uh, grand island and, and the citizens of grand island and it, and it became it became a um I, I don't know it just seemed to me to be uh it, it got mired in that whole political mess uh, the discussion and and Debate and and counterpoint, everything else. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just wondering, when you hear something like that, the final decision to that it's it's a no go. How how deflating is that to someone in a position like yours?
2: Well, it it was very disappointing that the that the um, the politics became as uh, you know acrimonious and abrasive as it had become. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a resident of Grand Island, lifelong resident of Grand Island, so I, I appreciate the fact that the residents of the island had great passion for uh, their position, those who were opposed to it. Um, but I think, as I, as I have said over and over again, and, and when I indicated that we began to move in a direction once we knew that Grand Island politics were going to sort of take over that decision-making, um, I made sure also that I was in contact with our council members.
1: Mayor, I have to interrupt you right there. We do have to go to break. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more from our upstairs after these important messages.
3: Welcome to the West End, Buffalo's premier luxury waterfront development in the heart of downtown. Starting at eight hundred fifty thousand, each townhome-style unit features three bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, high-end finishes, hardwood floors, soaring ceilings, two-car attached garage, and much more. With only 20 units being built, now is the time to make your appointment to view this landmark development from Simonelli Real Estate. For more information, visit westinbuffalo.com or call the exclusive listing agent, Deacon Tasker with Hunt Real Estate at 280-7787.
0: Hunt has been serving your real estate services needs since 1911. In all that time, Hunt has never lost their commitment to this community and nothing, including our current challenges, will change that commitment. Hunt will face the challenges as they always have with you together through the power of Stated. The art technology. They're able to remain open for business at Hunt Mortgage. Call 633 3700 and any of Hunt's mortgage professionals can assist you. Hunt Mortgage is a licensed mortgage banker NMLS MLS 37405, New York Department of Financial Services, and an equal opportunity lender.
1: Welcome back to our house. This is Peter Hunt, and this show is brought to you by the continuously updated huntrealestate.com, where everything is truly easier for your real estate and home ownership experience. HuntRealEstate.com is the only place on the web where you can find a complete inventory of homes available not just here in western New York, but also all across upstate and even through our links to Phoenix, Arizona and Boston, Massachusetts. You'll also find access to a complete set of homeownership services at HuntRealEstate.com, which is powered by Hunt Real Estate ERA. This show is also brought to you by Hunt Mortgage and for more information on our exclusive program that allows you to roll the cost of home improvements into your into your mortgage, affecting effectively allowing you to buy the before but live the after call 633-3700 and ask for details and also ask about our pre-purchase commitment and even our second look program which allows you to take a look at what whatever you've received from another another lender to make sure that you're getting the very lowest rate and closing costs for your particular home financing needs and wants whether you're considering buying or refinancing that's a second look it's absolutely free there's no obligation and if we can't make you a better deal, we'll give you a gift certificate. There's nothing in the world to lose. Call 633-3700 and look for that second look. I'm uh, live remote today with the mayor of the city of Niagara Falls, Robert Rustano. We've been talking about really the uh, important issues I think that are facing the city of Niagara Falls but also facing our entire region. Uh, Welcome back, Mayor. Um, While we were were on a break, we had a, a text in and I'll just read that to you. New York State Power Authority is stealing about a billion dollars a year from our region as the hydropower was originally a powerful local economic resource. And he says, there's your problem right there. Is, is, that, is that true? Are, is, are, are there, obviously, that's an opinion, but what do you think about that situation?
2: Well, as I indicated, uh, there's no doubt that there is more that we can do in our relationship with the power authorities, specifically the Niagara Falls and generally the western New York and, and the Niagara region, western Niagara County. Um, and those are the conversations that uh, we were engaging in pre-pandemic, uh, because we, I, I agree that uh, you know, there's more than what we're currently receiving from uh, the power authority by way of advantages that we could market. Um, you know, the the message. Uh, I, I will say this about the text that you received: the, the the tone of the message is one that's consistent. Whether the numbers are right and all that stuff, the technical pieces or the the, the actual elements of it, the tone of the of the message is one that's rather pervasive that there's more that we should be able to achieve from the power authority than we currently are. And, um, it, it was my goal, uh, coming in to city hall to explore, you know, the nature of that relationship and how we could expand it for the, for the, uh, for the good of the city. Um, and it's going to continue to be my, my approach. Obviously, an awful lot, as I as I think you alluded to um, in your initial comments before we started, the, the, the onset of the, of the COVID-19 virus really derailed an awful lot of things. We had some legislation that we had hoped to bring forward in the state legislature that would have, could have changed um, uh, the tax-based dynamic for a place like the city of Niagara Falls uh, based on state land and the modification of the current real property tax law. So there are a number of things uh that we walked into in the first two and a half months uh that immediately got shut down and i'm not, I'm not suggesting any of that by way of an excuse it's simply a fact and, and and i guess the other thing i can say along with that is that those things are just delayed but not defeated and so it's our atten- so it'll be our, our our intent uh to move those things forward again once once we've achieved that level of normalcy, that allows us to go ahead and do things we were we were on on track to do earlier.
1: At that time, uh, Mayor, w- did you find that just uh, the COVID nineteen issue became the excuse for stopping lots of things, or was it was it specifically related to the dialogue that you just that you just mentioned? In, in other words, did all kinds of communication between the city of Niagara Falls and the state of New York and even the national government did, did all that break down, or, or was it just related to the power issue, among others?
2: I think, um, I think generally, uh, given the public health crisis and the fact that nobody really had a clear answer uh, on it, um, most, most lines of communication, other than addressing how we as local governments, in conjunction with state government, would address the public health crisis— All other avenues of discussion were basically shut down, whether they were conversations about uh, the the Seneca State uh, Casino Impasse, conversations about the power authority and where we were headed with that relationship, uh, discussions that I was having with our local um, uh, legislative uh, teams. Those things were all postponed or, or put on the back burner because the central, most critical piece was know, the rising death toll and, and, and the number of infections and all of those things started to capture everybody's attention. And so everything else just seemed to be second place um, or even farther. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't think, I, I don't want to say that anything was artificial. I just think that in the early stages of this, you know, that whole period from mid-March through June, there was really a concern about getting ahead of this thing. Uh, because once the economy started to shut down, Then the other focus was, well, look, you know, those things, talking about state legislative reforms and talking about power authority uh, uh, relationships, those now become second to the fact of the revenue that we are anticipating to take care of city services are now being impacted. So, so many things became um, more urgent, I guess is probably the best way to say it.
1: I think you're 100% accurate that this has dominated, I mean, it's almost to a point where, it just there's almost nothing else to talk about it's and, and the level of fear in society I think is is just overwhelming uh the very important issues, many of which you just mentioned. But could you go back to the Seneca nation issue just for a second how how far how much would you like to comment on that and where does it stand in your opinion?
2: Well, in my opinion um I think that um, I try to maintain. I think that that, uh, my my engagement, obviously, with, um, you know, my fellow public officials at the state level, um, they've kept us informed um, all along the way and have been very, very helpful. I have maintained a personal um, relationship and line of communication uh, with the Seneca Nation leadership because I it isn't a question of picking one side or the other. As I said, I said this during the campaign. I will say it again to you, Peter. It's like being in a situation where you're friends with two people who aren't necessarily friends with one another. I'm not asking for all of us to sort of, um, you know, sit around and have a beer together and watch the Bills game. What I am saying is we all have a common interest. You know, the Seneca Nation wants their flagship casino to be well attended to and everything going along smoothly. The state of New York wants, Uh, that the necessary revenues generated as a result of the compact uh, be paid uh, appropriately. And the city of Niagara Falls just simply wants to be able to uh, take advantage of the fact that we have this resource and we want to be able to afford uh, to maintain it, uh, to provide services, as well as to reap the benefits of it for the rest of the community. So um, I I think that all parties, this this is my opinion, I think all parties would like to see a resolution of the impasse, and I think that uh, that that may, in fact, um, occur. Um, You know, much like America is engaged in in an election year, so is the Seneca Nation this year engaged in an election year. So there are a lot of things that sort of uh, take on a different flavor uh, because we have to get through Election Day. Uh, But I do believe that that the, the sense, I would suggest that both sides is to get past this, start to discuss a new, a new compact uh, before the expiration of this one, and move forward in a better way.
1: I couldn't agree more. A, the, they're both valuable resources uh, here in our community, and it's, it's a shame that we're, that we're not able to, uh, I guess, come to a, or enforce or whatever the agreement that, that has been in place. We have a caller on the line, uh, Mayor. This is Jerry from Buffalo. Jerry, how can we help you?
4: Uh, hey guys how you doing um here i i have been in this town for 30 years meaning buffalo and buffalo was more or less in a 30-year recession niagara falls looks terrible compared to buffalo i mean by the way that whole grand island mess was horrible we we got to stop listening to these block club nuts and start moving into the 21st century but do the Democratic politicians ever just hang their head in shame for the way this area is? I mean, it is just disgraceful. And and some of the things they do to oppress, absolutely oppress businesses and encourage bums to sit on their butts and collect welfare and encourage unions to take advantage and drive up taxes. And then we got to have all this corporate welfare to try to fix that. And that just goes to connected developers to build things we don't need. I mean... Don't you guys ever just hang your head in shame? I I don't know how else to put it.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate I appreciate your opinion. I think that's the reason why I was elected because my message, while while I'm sure if you look me up and you realize that I am a member of the Democratic Party, I think that if you listen to my um, my position during during the campaign as well as my opinion. Um, as I on the phone here with with Peter, um, I don't I don't espouse to those theories. I think that we need to be to do a better job of how we manage uh, the people's money. I think we need to do a better job of looking to grow the economy in a way that takes advantage of our assets and uses them to market uh, uh, opportunities. So I, I'm I'm not a big fan of. Um, you know, just putting my hand out and asking somebody to put some money in it for me. Unfortunately, you know, we're, we're uh, uh, coming out of 10 years of, as I, as I indicated, 10 years of what I would call just a mismanagement of, of our financial resources. Um, I'd like to tell you that I could snap my fingers and have that done by the end of this year. Uh, that would be another one of those stories that uh, elected officials say that they can't, that they can't uh, fulfill. I can tell you though, that there isn't a day that isn't uh, a part of my conversation where we're talking about how we fix um, some of the systemic and structural errors uh, that exist. You know, the pandemic has done nothing more than speed up the track on which I was hoping to be able to go over the course of a term to fix things. But we'll get there. We're going to make some decisions that are going to be unpopular. We're going to do some things that are, that are probably going to make headlines. But at the end of the day, if we don't start doing the things we have to do to fix the city, um, we're just going to keep on plodding along in this, in this messy place.
1: Well, I certainly hope you do make some headlines because it does require um, attention-grabbing to get change in any area. And we'll be right back with more from our host years after these important messages.
0: Hunt has been serving your real estate services needs since 1911. In all that time, Hunt has never lost their commitment to this community and nothing, including our current challenges, will change that commitment. Hunt will face the challenges as they always have with you, together. Through the power of -of state-of-the-art technology, they're able to remain open for business at Hunt Mortgage. Call 633-3700 and any of Hunt's mortgage professionals can assist you. Hunt Mortgage is a licensed mortgage banker, NMLS 37405, New York Department of Financial Services and an equal opportunity lender.
3: Welcome to the West End, Buffalo's premier luxury waterfront development in the heart of downtown. Starting at $850,000, each townhome-style unit features three bedrooms, three-and-a-half bathrooms, high-end finishes, hardwood floors, soaring ceilings, two-car attached garage, and much more. With only 20 units being built, now is the time to make your appointment to view this landmark development from Simonelli Real Estate. For more information, visit WestInbuffalo.com or call the exclusive listing agent, Deacon Tasker, with Hunt Real Estate at 280-7787.
1: Welcome back to our house. This is Peter Hunt, and this show is brought to you by the continuously updated huntrealestate.com, where everything is truly easier for your real estate and home ownership experience. And the show is also brought to you by Hunt Mortgage, NMLS number 37405. Hunt Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender. You can reach them at 633-3700. We have a very special show for you today. Live remote with me for the next uh, 12 minutes or so is the mayor of the city of Niagara Falls, Robert Rustano, and we've been talking about I think, a, a, extremely important issues for our entire community, the issue of power, the issue of our relationship with the Seneca Nation, the issue of uh, legislative reform that uh, the mayor has been talking about, the issue of attraction of industry to our community and what would attract them to our community. All of these things bear on the mission of this show, which is to help you Protect and enhance your investment in real estate right here, and we want to make sure that that investment is protected, Mayor. We've got a bunch of callers. We're going to take one call right here. This is John from Rochester. John, how can we help you? Hey, Peter. Hey,
2: hey, Mayor. Uh, I recall when the agreement between the Senecas for the downtown uh, casino was proposed. Uh, the it was at that time. It was well known that this tax deal would be finite that it would end in 15 or 20 years and it was well known to the state well known to the city of niagara falls and uh in rochester we had a proposal for a casino but the uh local uh politicians rejected it because they knew about this clause where they'd be able to uh it'd be a finite agreement and they wouldn't get any taxes after 15 20 years do you think any mistakes were made in that
1: Um,
2: Part of the initial conversations and negotiations, and I know that back in 2003, a number of things were done um, that, you know, some of the the bitter fruit of that has been been borne out over the last several years. Now, there's no doubt that uh, the compact itself, the agreement ends, uh, I believe it's 2023. That's the reason why it is, um, my opinion, That everybody um, included in this conversation, not only us here in the city and City of Buffalo, City of Salamanca, but also uh, state and Seneca Nation, um, would it would be prudent for us to start having a conversation about uh, about the continuing compact. So you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, the idea that this was going to this is not forever and ever. We're going to have to negotiate another agreement. We're going to have to get down to the brass tacks of figuring out what's the fairest way to do all of this not just uh, for the state and the Seneca
1: Nation, but for the host communities. It's interesting. I, I, you know, I don't want to dwell on this too long. I, I'd like to shift back to the issue of um, your agenda, I guess, and you've, you've alluded to it here, Mayor, but it, as you look out the, over the rest of your uh, time in office, what, what are the things would, would you like to accomplish most?
2: I think that one of the things I'd like to pursue more heavily, we've achieved a couple of them, are collaborative agreements with other government layers. Um, I think they're smart ways to reduce the cost of government, continue service to taxpayers, um, and uh, you know, achieve economies by uh, being able to avoid doubling up on certain um, um, uh, agencies and certain departments, rather. So that's one of the things that I would I would like to pursue at a much more aggressive um, in a much more aggressive manner. The other thing I'd, I'd I'd like to get back to is the conversation that I was having in the early part of the year regarding some of this um, state legislation. Um, the idea that you know currently the state of New York pays um, property tax for Allegheny State Park, uh, but yet there are other areas throughout the state where that doesn't happen. That's part of state legislation. So we've been fortunate to have uh, a majority member of the Senate and a majority member of the Assembly um, advance a bill that would level that playing field um, so that while it wouldn't be at full value, um, there would be the state paying property tax with regard to all the properties. Now, in this environment with a state budget that's already um, um, ailing, it's certainly not an intelligent time to have that conversation. You're, You're not likely to get far. But I think that's a conversation we need to have across the board uh, in the future because I really think it changes uh, the dynamic for all of those parts of the state, like Niagara Falls um, and especially Niagara County, uh, that have significant portions of territory uh, that are uh, involved in state-owned or state-authority-owned land. Um, think about changing the dynamic in in all of those communities where that is impacted and how that would how that would positively affect uh, the property tax base. So it's those kinds of conversations that I think uh, I came in hoping to have. We had got down to the business of starting them um, and then we're derailed. But as I said earlier, they're they're simply delayed. They're not defeated.
1: You know, it's interesting. I'd never thought of that. I figured a state park is just state land and they don't pay anybody anything, but it, it would make sense, as you as you describe, for if the state effectively is a resident within a community, that they would pay some kind of fee to that community because there's services that are going to be needed that are supplied by, by, for example, the city of Niagara Falls. And
2: and in fact, it's happening. As I say, there, there's legislation that reflects it in and around Saratoga, mm-hmm. the, the racetrack. There are areas around there where the state is paying property tax. So, I mean, it's, it's not, if, if I were suggesting something that was like walking on Mars, then okay, I, I get it. But this is not that. I mean, there are, there, there are examples of this happening right now, right today in the state of New York. So this is really about just equity. Um, my, my thought is that this is a bill that uh, provides equity from Montauk Point and Niagara Falls.
1: We're receiving a few texts here, Mayor, and I'd like just to share them with you. One was about the fact that, or at least the, the uh, texter's uh, belief that the state of New York was the one that actually built the power plant in, in Niagara Falls, um, or serve, that that generates electricity from Niagara Falls, and, and it wasn't the city of Niagara Falls. Is that, is that the case? Was it the state that actually built the plant?
2: Well, there's no question that um, uh, you know the initial the initial power generation was done by local corporations here. But one when we began the process of this binational power generation plant, that was done with both federal and state effort. Uh, the plant as we know it today, uh, but the original um, uh, power generation that was happening uh, that, that, that that transmitted power from Niagara Falls to light up the Pan Am in Buffalo. Uh, that was done by, by uh, uh, Niagara Falls Corporation. So uh, the picture is correct that the, the structure that you now see was, was built with both federal um, and state uh, guidance and, and, and uh, construction. Uh, but the original uh, folks sort of uh, taking a look at how you turn um, uh, the, the hydro uh, power into elect- electricity those were, those were um, Niagara Falls Corporation.
1: You know, it, it's interesting. Um.
2: Peace, Peter. It's always like, how can we devalue the city of Niagara Falls? And, and I guess all I can say is this. You can go anywhere in the world. You can go anywhere in the world. And if I, if I drop any of the names of communities in western New York other than Niagara Falls, there's a good likelihood people aren't going to have ever heard of it. But if I say the words Niagara Falls, most folks know about it or have been here. So I would simply say to those in Western New York, don't be don't be envious of us, just help us out here.
1: <laughs> you know, a listener might say, well then how could we have screwed it up so bad? You know, I don't mean to be silly here, but there there's a, a couple more texts came in. Um, a gentleman from Kenmore says, um, Local and state politicians are beyond pathetic. Of course, people have that opinion. Ever been out of the state anywhere? Very sad indeed. And another one said, you know how to fix the city, get government out of the way, lower taxes, cut government jobs, private sector will flourish. We do not need as as assistance to assistance and government is full of them. Um, you know, obviously, uh, your job, among others, is to build an efficient system uh, in the city of Niagara Falls government how would you how do you address something like that do you do you are, are you free I guess to explore all levels of the bureaucracy within the city of Niagara Falls and do something about it or is that are those situations kind of protected by contract and and also by uh, by statute perhaps you
2: No, know, Peter let me let me first say that I think one of the things that is um disappointing is um uh, folks who um, they hear what they hear, uh, but they don 't listen um, certainly i 've been outside of the state of New York, um, my education and my family have been here uh, for centuries or decades rather uh, at least a century and um, my my ability to look at bureaucratic levels of government throughout the city um, is unrestricted. Uh, I have the ability uh, to take a look at those things that are happening throughout city government and find ways to look for efficiencies. Uh, that's part of what I hope to do. Now, I don't have control over other agencies like the the Board of Education or the Water Board or the Housing Authority or any of these other agencies that are in the city of Niagara Falls that operate in the same space, but I do have... Um, lines of communication open with all of them and each one recognizes you know since we're all in the same boat each one of us recognizes that opportunities to streamline government and to make it more efficient um make sense i can't eliminate um individuals opinions that local local public officials um aren't uh competent or capable that people are entitled to their opinion Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this: uh, each day, I and the people uh, who I work with at City Hall are, are looking for those kinds of opportunities to uh, make government more efficient, less costly to taxpayers, um, and as well, just to try and find ways to get our way out of this. What, what will be an awfully difficult uh, financial circumstance as a result of the uh, of the pandemic.
1: Uh, Mayor Rustino. We try to close each show with with a hopefully a touch of optimism and also with a reach out to the community to see uh, from your perspective how citizens might be able to help you work with you or understand more about what you're what you're dealing with. How how can how can our listeners reach you? How could they? How could they even perhaps volunteer to help you?
2: Well, um, obviously uh, anyone anyone interested in providing some help. Uh, to this community or i suspect any community can simply call my office at 286-4320 to provide uh, i i I find myself um, trying to schedule whatever appointments i can to talk with folks who have uh, reasonable ideas to move and help the city Um, certainly they can stay in touch by uh, viewing we have uh, social media pages up, and we're happy. Uh, we've got a public information officer who um, puts out information and gathers in information from those who, who respond. And I guess I would say that Niagara Falls, um, again, like most other communities, we've been simply, and I've said this a couple times to you today, uh, uh, Peter, we've been delayed but not defeated. We're going to continue to move on the agenda uh, that I think the, the residents here in the city of Niagara Falls voted me in Uh, to try and accomplish so uh, I just think I think every government will be asking for this I just ask for everyone's patience as we roll out of this pandemic and get ourselves back on our two feet moving forward and then I think that um, given that opportunity um, we'll be able to start making the changes that'll be effective to help grow the city of Niagara Falls Um, and I think when we grow everybody else benefits as well from our friends in Buffalo all the way all the way through the rest of the uh, western New York region.
1: Mayor Robert Rustano, Mayor of the City of Niagara Falls, thank you very much for being with us today. I'd like to thank our listeners. We'll be back next week at the same time. And remember, when it comes to real estate, all of upstate is hunt country. WBEN Buffalo, WKSE HD3, Niagara Falls, a radio.com
3: station. This is News Radio
2: 930 WBEN.